Hello and welcome to the Graveyard Shift, the weekly horror podcast where we take a listener or guest suggested movies and break them down into the good, the bad, and anything else we find fun and or relevant. My name is Mike and I never work the Graveyard Shift alone. Please say hello to the guy who's as happy as I am to have this series put behind us, Eric. Hey Mike. How are you, Eric? Feeling jubilant? I am a hell of a lot better than I was last week. (laughs) That's all we can really ask for. And we are finishing the March of the Leprechaun with this week's episode, which is It's a Hood Knock Life. Because we watched Leprechaun 6, Back to the Hood. Two is spelled with a T-U, so you know it's urban. (laughs) Yeah, in case you couldn't tell. It's hip. And the is spelled without a T. Because it's ghetto. You know, it's got cred. Right. This was directed by Stephen Aramloy. Written by the same guy. Based on characters by Mark Jones. Produced by Mike Upton. Cinematography by David Daniel. Edited by Stephen H. Sloan. I feel sorry for the editor who had to like... Who has to like just watch the same movie over and over and over again just to find like glaring flaws yeah and also as much as i feel sorry for them i also feel a seething anger at them when the end result we get is still bad because i'm <laughs> hey, just like they can only, the they're, fuck, they're only one man the fuck did they pay you for i mean like w- was there like a, a a minimum amount of minutes you needed to have left and you're like if I cut out the good shit, if I cut out the bad shit, there's only going to be like 40 minutes of stuff here. It won't even be a feature film. <laughs> you got paid? <laughs> uh, and this has music by Michael Whitaker. Distributed by Lionsgate. We're done with Trimark. Thank God. Uh, Lionsgate. Yeah, they did a lot better with with the series overall, like... I mean, Leprechaun Origins was, yeah, it wasn't terrible, but, you know, it wasn't great. They tried. Yeah, and then they kind of knocked it out of the park with Leprechaun Returns. Yes, big time. And this movie was released in December 30th, 2003. Why? December? December 30th, a New Year's Eve movie. Why would you release a St. Patrick's Day type movie in the fucking winter? Why would you? Why would you not have it take place on near St. Patty's Day? How does a leprechaun factor into all year round? Nobody even talks about leprechauns except when they're in trees in Alabama. <laughs> Ooh, wouldn't that have been cool though? Like leprechaun, you know, in December, and he he's like, you know, he he's working at, at Santa's workshop, like for, as punishment or something like that. He's like the, <laughs> he's like one of Santa's evil elves or something like that. I see that would work for releasing in December, but. A hood? No. Yeah, he's an elf that gets banished from the workshop because mm-hmm. he's been because he's been naughty. He puts shivs in the toys. Well, I was gonna say he keeps all the toys for himself because he's greedy. <laughs> that too. This movie is ninety minutes, starring Warwick Davis as Lubden the Leprechaun, finally named as such. No, I'm kidding. He's never been named. <laughs> Tangi Miller as Emily Woodrow. Lance, uh, Laz Alonzo as Rory Jackson. Paige Kennedy as Jamie Davis. Who the fuck are these people? 
Sherry Jackson as Lisa Duncan, Donzele Abernathy as Esmeralda. She's been in some stuff, but she's primarily a civil rights activist. In a Leprechaun in the Hood movie. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why she showed up as a as a weird hood gypsy. <laughs> but here she is. Yeah. She graduated from fucking Emerson in Boston. And she's a book author as well as a... Uh, her father was Ra- Ralph Abernathy, who was... Uh, he's got his own Wikipedia because he, he was one of the leaders of the civil rights movements. Oh, wow. And her mother was Juanita Abernathy. She was able to join her uh, parents on many uh, significant events and protests. And her family was very close to Dr. Martin Luther King. In fact, their children went to school together, performed extracurricular activities together, spent Sunday dinners together and vacations. They were like tight-knit fucking friends with the Luther King family. It makes sense. Maybe she was going to be in the first Hood movie, but when they did that free at last, free at last joke, she said, fuck this, I'm out. I'm not going to work with you. I'm not going to work with this studio yeah. or this director again. But as soon as both those things change, she's like, fuck that. Put me in a let movie. Can we make you a gypsy? Yeah, I don't care. You know what she was in before this in, or in the same year? Gods and Generals. Isn't that a Civil War movie? Yeah. It's a prequel to the novel Gettysburg. Okay. And what she was in before that was in 19... 19- Aside from her 2003 movies, her previous films were 1994's Camp Nowhere. Oh, I saw that in theaters. 1995's Night of the Running Man. Never strangely not a sequel to The Running Man. Which we need a sequel to. And then later, after The Leprechaun, she was in Grilled. That's a movie with Ray Romano and Kevin James. No idea. Then Fingerprints, 2015. Although it's a 2006 slasher movie, so I guess it took nine years to be released. Oh, God. That's not good. And then Slight, which is a superhero... Uh, I never heard of this. A superhero drama film about a street magician. Well, that yeah. sounds like Black Gambit. Mm-hmm. And then I look at, they'll look at the picture of a cover art, and it's a guy levitating a card. Ooh. So, yeah, we have Black Gambit. And it got 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. Why have I not heard of this? This movie sounds good. Okay, we need to put that on. We need to put that on the list for later. So that's the good thing about the, you, you come to this show. You come for the banter. You stay for the tangents. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, because because sometimes you're not going to come for the movies. That's for sure. The film was a a uh, a dual production of Blumhouse and WWE Studios. Oh Jesus! Two companies that will produce anything, though. Yeah, but it got a 78% around Tomatoes and received positive reviews from critics. And it made $4 million worldwide against a $250,000 budget. Okay, that, that's, so, that's profit. Yeah, well, plus the high ratings. Sounds yep. like it's fairly decent. You know what, I don't know if it's a horror movie, but I may have to watch this on my own. Mm-hmm. This, sounds, this sounds like it's worth a, a, a peek. And, uh, yeah, who else was in this movie? Right. Uh, Sheikh Mahmood Bey as Bryn Lee Watson, Sticky Fingers as Cedric, Keisha Sharp uh, as Chanel. Forget who that was. Was Doesn't she matter. like one of the the big ladies at the bar at the at the hair shop? Probably. Sonia Eddy as Yolanda, probably the 
another one of the big Probably ladies. The other the, big lady, yeah. Bo Billingsley as Officer Thompson. Once again, in in a in a number six. In, well, I don't know about number six. Once again, in a long running horror franchise, in a five minute appearance as a cop. Oh, what's the other one? Uh, Halloween, Resurre- Halloween Resurrection. Oh Jesus! He was the guy that was examining the crime scene with Joseph Gordon-Levitt having a skate in the face. Okay. He he was the guy who what who should have been set up to be the Loomis of that movie, but then they're just like, you know what? Let's make this about uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Josh Hartnett's horrible, 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 horrible haircut. <laughs> An LL Cool J trying to be a romance novelist. Oh yeah. I never want to hear that man say melon breast again in my life. (laughs) Chris Murray as Officer Whitaker, Vicky Lynn Reynolds as Doria, and Willie C. Carpenter as Father Jacob. Man, I wish we got more Father Jacob. Yep, yep, that's for sure. Well, we'll definitely be talking about him. This movie has an 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is why we need to get me certified. We need to have the. We need to make these numbers reflect true taste, and I am the arbiter of true taste. Look, this is so honestly, you know, listeners, you don't know what we're gonna say about this movie, but I think we're both gonna be in agreement with mild spoilers. It's better than the garbage that we had last week, and the fact that Rotten Tomatoes thinks that this one is worse, it really shocks me. But then again, you know, it's Rotten Tomatoes. You take it for what it worth. It's just averaging in, like, critics and, you know, audience scores. So it's not like it's anyone who fucking matters. Except for us. So come on. Rate us, review us, all that stuff to get uh, Mike verified on Rotten Tomatoes so we can fix Leprechaun Back to the Hood. Yeah, let's do this. I guarantee this score will go up a bit because of me. Like, let's get some justice for some good movies and, and... well, also justice for shitty movies that need to have the they need to be knocked down a peg. And that way Leprechaun 3 can actually get a critic score. Indeed. So, oh boy, let's talk about the trivia for this movie. Yeah, I didn't find that much. I don't know what you have, but I'll go ahead and just shoot mine out because I'm sure there's a couple that I'm not going to I'm not going to say cuz we'll probably already talk about it. So it was very random. This is the only movie where you see the leprechaun's bare feet, which was interesting. Um, I will talk about this, but it was kind of cool that this is the sixth movie in the series. that you, the, Although the number six doesn't appear anywhere in the title or credits, but it's in the opening credits. After it says leprechaun on the book, it opens to chapter six. Um, I didn't notice it, but during the opening animation scene, the... Uh, the Wilhelm scream is 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 heard when the leprechauns surround the night. Well, you just took my first good. Oh well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we 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 mentioned this off offline last week when we were talking about leprechaun in the hood. Whoever the now playing podcast is, they reviewed this and gave the film three knock rep recommends. Yet gave it the last episode or the last movie in the series three recommends so that once again proves why the graveyard shift needs to be on rotten tomatoes indubitably that's all i got <laughs> other than this being the last leprechaun movie to have warwick davis whoopie do we start with the goods we start with me i like the opening scene with the animatics talking about the uh the leprechauns mm-hmm. 
usually uh, describing him as a force for good, somehow protecting the king's treasure. Don't know what the fuck they got out of it. They they never really think through the plot, but they just need an introduction, so they never think about anything. Mm, yeah, I, I really liked it too. I thought the, the the animation looked fun. It looked cool. Um, I mentioned in the trivia, I did like how it was like a storybook. You know, someone was telling the legend of the leprechaun, and it opened up to chapter six, this being in the sixth film. Um, it was just really cool. I, it was really, it was really neat and unexpected. I mean, you don't know what to expect from these movies. And this was a, to me, a pleasant surprise. So, uh, what's your first good? Uh, my first good is I like the new outfit that, that the leprechaun was given. Yeah. It, it, it's darker. It's not festive. Like he still has his, he, his little leprechaun hat, but there, it's not green. There's no buckle on it. He, in my opinion, he looks as intimidating as and as scary as the leprechaun can he's got a he's with his dark cloak you actually see like his long hair long red hair flowing over his dark coat he looks really menacing and then when we get some close-up looks and like close-up shots of his face you can tell the makeup on warwick is actually a hell of a lot better especially considering what he looked like last movie oh yeah he doesn't look like he's made out of cat food anymore <laughs> i know yeah, it, it was definitely a step up in his look, and it, and then, I guess they would say in a way of trying to make him look more evil. Yeah, they're black with the they're back with the uh, the black with the uh, clear nails mm-hmm. rather than the uh, the black press on nails they had before, and <laughs> yeah, he he he's looking much better. He he's looking like the good old Lep. But but like also like a dark voodoo twist, mm-hmm. C- kind of like he's like leaning towards Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My next good is Father Jacob just scrapping with this thing and using yep. clovers properly, like mixing it with holy water, and he's just like matching this bastard blow for blow, and we're getting a decent battle mm-hmm. with someone intelligent. And winning. No greedy idiocy at the last minute to, like, stop him. He gives everything he's got. And he just polishes this fucker off. He finishes the job and sends him to hell to be dragged down by the dead. So it's a great battle with an asterisk. Yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're pretty much on sync on this one, too. Um, I, loved, I loved how it started out. Like, Father Jacob obviously has been uh, terrorized by the the leprechaun before because he see I like how he sees the rainbow and he literally takes a swipe at the rainbow with his shovel and uh again the le- the leprechaun is air quotes scary in this one he he's threatening Jacob Jacob doesn't put with shit up with his shit and he sprinkles the holy water mixed with the clovers and then just seeing the leprechaun literally dragged to hell due to like a pastor or a preacher Looked really cool. You didn't expect demon fucking or monster hands to come out of the ground and drag a leprechaun underground. Yep. So what's your next good? My next good is Watson is a much more intimidating villain than Mac Daddy was. Oh, I love Watson. He's so fucking... Uh, for the most part, he seems kind of dull. Uh-huh. But at least he's not annoying. Right. But then he gets fucking funny. Yeah. He... Watson seemed like to me he looked like he was basically probably like their parody of Suge Knight just without like the the red jumpsuit, you know what I mean? <laughs> I thought he was going to be the stereotypical like intimidating like head drug dealer or whatever, but you know cuz you know he he the shaved head, big, you know, big body. 
they gave him like a scar on his face. But eventually, you know, you buy this because at least this actor tries to be intimidating. He pulls the gun. He pulls the gun. He, excuse me. He pulls a gun on people. He he's not just spewing, you know, uh, you know, swear words left and right. He bides his time when he wants revenge. He's smart. And then later on, when he is dealing with the leprechaun, <laughs> this actor goes with it. His tone changes. Trying to still make uh, Watson intimidating, because <laughs> we're definitely going to talk about this scene later, while dealing with a leprechaun. It's like, this actor, no offense to Ice-T, is a step up in this series. Yeah, his interactions with other people, his interactions with the leprechaun, it's diverse. Mm-hmm. It, it, it matches with the tone of each scene. Yes. He, he's an intimidating antagonist mm-hmm. and a proper hood thug. Yeah. For the most part. And... Yeah, what he does with the leprechaun deserves its own good. Yep. <laughs> so we'll save that for later. That's It's, it's just too good to just glance at right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next good is I'm just glad when the hood thugs roll up in the blue car in, in, in the hoop D mm-hmm. that the car is not blasting Postmaster P in the radio. <laughs> the music, now I'm not a rap fan. The music is a step up big time in this movie. Definitely, it, it fits the scenes. You know, when there's a, when there's a, I guess you'd say when like a sex scene is going on or something like that, the song that they play fits it. When they're being happy-go-lucky and playing at the park, it fits it. The music is so much better in this movie. Oh, all the music fits. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. So what's your next good? Okay, my next good is we're, we're following four characters three of the four characters are likable at times and they're kind of fun or they're at least you don't hate them emily the lead girl she's smart for the most part which i'll get to um she's she's likable you don't hate her she's not a stereotypical hood character lisa i love lisa in this she's spunky she's good with her wit she's funny she can trash talk and also be the the good best friend to emily and jamie you're either gonna he's the stoner, you're either gonna really like him or really hate him. I had a lot of fun with him because this actor knew what he was in. He played the stoner, but it wasn't like a Cheech and Chong type of stoner. It wasn't really Harold and Kumar. He was his character isn't very bright, and he rolls with that, and I thought a lot of his scenes were really, really funny. One scene in in particular when they start spending the money. But I want to save that for my good. <laughs> my next good is overall they play it straight. Uh-huh. And as soon as I typed that note out, I it led to the scene with Jamie sniffing the weed so strong he gets cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> now, this movie, like I said, those specific scenes I'll bring up, but the comedy, it, this movie is back to the tone that this series should be. Leprechaun 3, Leprechaun in fucking space. They know what it is. It's a horror movie, but they know that you cannot take this fucking thing serious. It's the sixth Leprechaun film. It's the second hood film. You have to roll with the tone, and it does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. What's your next one? My next... Okay. My next good... 
is I love the scene when the white guy is buying drugs <laughs> from <laughs> That's Rory. That's good. <laughs> he is, he, he, he walks in, he's pretty proper, he's in a suit and everything. He's walking into the basketball court in the hood wanting to buy drugs from Rory. And we had just heard a joke between uh, J- Jamie and Rory, how they, I'm not going to say it out, but they don't say the N-word to each other. You know, black folks, that, that, that's no, they no longer do that. They, you, know, you know, what's up my, you know what? Now they replace that with ninja, okay? And that's an <laughs> ongoing joke, which works. It's funny because it's used at the right time. So while they're having that conversation, the white guy comes up, the businessman, gets his drug, and then he says something like, yeah, my N-word, my N-word. or whatever, whatever. And then suddenly you hear literally breaks. Car screeching to a fucking halt. The Every, guy's like, playing basketball I'm surprised free. the guy's throwing a basketball. I'm surprised the basketball itself doesn't stay in the air and just like look at him and be like, bitch. <laughs> this is the perfect comedy. They stop playing basketball and they look at the white guy. Um, Jamie and Rory look at the white guy and he thinks he's about ready to get killed and instead they're like, no, 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 we don't do that anymore. We say, my ninja. So Yeah, that, like, that word is demeaning. Exactly. each other ninja now. This is fun writing. Rory says it as if he hasn't been arguing against it in, in, in like, just like 20 lines earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I wrote down that guy's backpedaling like a fucking unicyclist. Yeah. You you think he's gonna get killed or at least beaten up severely? Ah, <laughs> oh, that was just so fucking good. So you took that good from me. Uh, the next one, the lep looks better than last time. That one was also good. <laughs> so my next good is the smoking scene. Basically, the house party. Okay. Yep, that was fun. Because the leprechaun's smoking up, using a bong for the first time, and then trying to navigate the party while stoned out of his fucking mind. He's just yep, like... you stole it. Yep, go ahead. Keep going. Just like every time... He just takes a stop, like, gets a little dizzy, falls down. And you know what? I, You know what? I, I try to think I'm sophisticated, but watching short people stumble <laughs> is just fucking funny. It is. It's like watching a chimpanzee in, like, overalls or something. It's funny and cute. Or it's and like watch yeah, it's like watching a drunk animal. It's it's hilarious. And it shows Warwick's back. Okay? See, it didn't sound so bad, but then I compared short people to animals, just yeah. in case you thought, oh yeah, Mike's 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 on the right side. Yeah. He, he's staying on the right side. Oh no, Mike, you just stopped being on the right side. <laughs> and it, it's great because I think I mentioned You literally that- dehumanized short people. <laughs> That's what we do here on the graveyard shift. We push the boundaries and then go, what boundaries? <laughs> And uh, like I, we we mentioned this last week. That was, I think, the only movie in this series, which included part two, which we did not like, where we didn't praise Warwick. He is back in top form here in many reasons, in many ways. I love after he, you know, you, he's stumbling around. He goes to the kitchen because he he's got the munchies, and Jamie's in there making a sandwich. Of course, he can't. He doesn't notice the leprechaun because he's so fucking stoned, and because. You know, the leprechaun's so short. The leprechaun's walking around. He's bumping into things. He's he's looking for food. He grabs, like, a pickle jar <laughs> and drops it. And then he opens up. Um, Jamie, not seeing him, opens the fridge, slams it into Warwick's face, and then goes back, you know, starts making a sandwich. And Warwick, with the munchies, he's going in there. He 
He's licking the butter with his fingers. Everything and, and he hates. I don't know why he bothers getting food because he hates everything he touches. Exactly. He never eats anything and goes, mmm. It's like he sips the whiskey in number three, spits mm-hmm. it out. Or was it two? Two. And then he eats uh, the the. Uh, the Lucky Charms in the first movie mm-hmm. spits it out. Yep. Eats the butter in this, spits it out. <laughs> yeah, and then of course it's again. This is good, in my opinion, funny comedy. Jamie still hasn't paid it, hasn't seen him, so he's done making his sandwich. He slams the fridge door, and Warwick the leprechaun literally gets knocked and takes a fucking leap into the fridge while the door is closed. <laughs> and he doesn't Warwick. even care because he's just like, well, more time for me and me bone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was, it's fucking great. And I'll just, we'll, we'll piggyback to my next good is Warwick is back. He, he's funny. He understands the comedy again. He's given a chance to be funny. He doesn't have to fucking rhyme anymore. You know, he can just say what he wants to say. Um, he under like, like he, he understands the goofy tone. We got a couple scenes coming up with the cell phone I'll talk about when we get there. And um, <laughs> even though the massage scene will make another list, he he's given it his all, and he's just fucking funny. And, like, he kills somebody with a bong, and he looks over to him and just menacingly says, thanks for the smoke. You know, it's been a good long time since I've hit the old pipe. It's a lot of fun. Warwick is back, and I fucking love him. I can't really say I enjoyed the barbershop kill, but I did enjoy... The subsequent fight. Yes. When uh, Emily or Erica. Emily. I have the fucking cast. What's her name? Emily. Emily. When she sees the body and she tries to run, but the leprechaun catches her. And instead of like, "Ah, ah," while he kills her, she fucking fights back. Yes. That's going to be a recurring good. Mm -hmm. People actually fighting back against this fucker. Yeah, the fight he, scenes are always good. They are really good. We're talking about the one in the beauty salon when she, when he is chasing her with a knife or a pair of scissors. He could easily, you know, you know, snap his fingers and turn her into like a fucking vegetable or whatever, you know, because we've seen this movie. He's trying to stab her with a pair of scissors. She is struggling against him. She's punching him and everything. And like She's getting shoved. She kicks him. He gets knocked down. She gets out of the chair. He shoves her down. It's an ongoing good fight. And then she grabs the uh, the hair trimmers or whatever. And she shoves it in his fucking eye. We get green blood shooting out. It's a fantastic scene. And what's great is, again, we get some physical comedy from Warwick. She runs away. He chases her with the fucking trimmer still stuck in his eye socket. It's plugged in. He gets yanked <laughs> off his fucking feet and falls on his ass. It's Back so to good. Looney Tunes. Yes. Because this is exactly copying uh, the Sylvester, like, picking on the dog. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. like, running just beyond its leash. Yep. No, wait. That Foghorn Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn, That's yeah. what he does with the beagle. Yep. He just, he just draws a line in the grass. Mm-hmm. And he just steps behind that grass and just watches the the leper the the, the dog just go. Ee-ee! So fucking good, so fucking good. Uh that is so fuck like great effects tethered to the wall. He gets yanked. It's the way he goes sailing. It's just yeah. great, and the and the trimmer jammed in his eye. God, it looks great. Yeah, and, and the way he, when he gets yanked, he's lank, he's yanked, and he falls in slow motion, and it looks like a painful bump too on the ground. <laughs> uh so my next good, 
Wait, we talked about mine, so I guess it's your next good. Okay, um, let's see here. Okay, I talked about how either you're going to love or hate Jamie the Stoner. I thought he was this actor was really funny. I love when they're going through the sequence of buying stuff with the gold. The girls, what do they do? Of course, they get manicures, they buy cars, this and that. And one of them, it's probably it's probably Lisa because Lisa's the one that Jamie likes, and she's always telling him to you know smarten up and quit being such a dumb shit. She basically she looks at him, and she says, "Okay, Jamie, with this money or with this gold, don't buy Bud." Okay. Then we get to the girls buying their thing, and then what do we see Jamie do? He walks up to Watson and Sticky Fingers and all that, gives him some gold coin, and then this is a like a happy go lucky song. Then we cut to him skipping through the streets with two fucking full garbage bags full of weed with kids following him. Uh, it's so fucking hilarious. It's like the scene, like if you've ever seen the original Naked Gun, you know when Leslie Nielsen and uh, Priscilla Presley are holding hands on the beach? All we needed is, you know, that song playing, you know, in, in the back. me and you. Yeah, it's just, it's so fun. Oh my God, I, I rewound this twice. Because I was having a blast laughing. Something tells me I'm mm-hmm. into something, something good. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all we fucking needed. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. My next good is the leprechaun up in a fucking tree. Yes. At least this one doesn't look like a crackhead. <laughs> Although, I mean, it kind of does. That had to have been a reference to that. You know it had to have been a reference to that. And again, he looks menacing because... There's lots of shots in this movie where, you know, this was a shot from behind the leprechaun. He's literally just crouching, like, you know, the Spider-Man crouch that we've seen Spider-Man do, on the branch, looking into the house. And then, of course, he jumps out of the tree later. This leprechaun doesn't rely on his magic when he, you know, because he wants to get physical. Yeah, like, the physical comedy in this is just, is just choice. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, this movie was 2003? Uh, I think so. The Alabama Leprechaun was a news report in 2006. Oh, wow. This did it first. Leprechaun did it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you think maybe the guy did this because of this movie? He just saw that scene and thought a leprechaun in a tree would just freak some people out. So he dressed up like a leprechaun and just hung out in the tree. It's possible. That's fucking hilarious. My next good is... Um, oh, I missed this one. I'll just say, I like how they brought back the, the use of the rainbow and the clovers in this. It wasn't, you know... It wasn't very, like, overkill, but, like, we haven't seen rainbows and clovers really this prominent since the first film. The rainbows goes where the gold is, like, in the very beginning with Father Jacob. Um, and then, you know, later on when... Our group of characters, when they find out where the gold is buried, we see the rainbow go there. The use of clovers as a weakness to uh, to kill the leprechaun, you know, mixed in the holy water with Jacob. We'll talk about Rory in a little bit, but I like how the idea that he came up with, he's got hollow tip bullets. He chops up some clovers and puts it in the hollow tip and, you know, melts that. I like how we go back to his original weakness. I thought that was yeah, kind of and the like gold, really cool. The gold nod. matters. Yeah. Yeah, he's after the gold. He doesn't give a shit about some stupid fucking flute. Oh yeah. Fuck, what the hell was 
did he did they even go after gold in 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 space in space in space, no, he was after the princess, because if he married the princess, he'd be king of the universe or whatever, and he, w- he would have all the power and money in the world. So it was still greed. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's still fucking dumb. So yeah, it's good to see Golden Clovers yeah. matter again. Uh, speaking of, uh, one of the ladies, she melts down a gold coin, caps a tooth somehow, or replaces a tooth. I don't know why or how, mm-hmm. because again, a, like that's a, a lot of gold to go into a, a, a small tooth covering. Yeah. Well, she had some big teeth, so <laughs> she did. So the leprechaun sees her, ra- gets her down to the ground. Like, but she, at first she ambushes him with a fucking shotgun. Yes. Again, fighting back. Yeah, that that's fucking great. And then he, you think he's going to rip her tooth out. But then he, he he walks around with the tooth in his mouth, yeah. and then you see him throw away her fucking jaw. Yes. And I'm like, God damn. Yeah. We didn't get to see it happen. I guess that would have been too much budget, but damn, just the implication that he didn't just yank the tooth like he did with the, with the homeless guy in two. Mm-hmm. He went fucking whole hog. And the thing is, you know, it, it, this is okay that it happened off screen because we still get to see what happened. That little throw of the of the jaw, that's the nail on the head. This isn't like the last fucking movie where everything happens off screen and you are already left disappointed because you don't know what the fuck happened. No budget or not on this one, throwing that jaw was the icing on the cake. It was really effective. Yeah. So what's your next one? Uh, let's see. We're going in sequence. Okay. We're, since we're going in sequence, it's a, it's a little joke I, in a scene that I wasn't too fond of which we'll talk about, but the joke that I like was when he, after he kills the cops, and he tries to chase after Rory and, and everybody in the cop car, we finally get a joke where the leprechaun can't reach the pedals. <laughs> it's lame, it's childish, but fuck you, I don't care. I think it's funny because it's also Warwick Davis acknowledging how short he is. Um, it was a lot of fun, and again, Warwick fucking sells it. Yeah, that it was just so <laughs> unexpected, the, maybe. Yeah, because you think I don't know, maybe he's gonna like manifest some stilts mm-hmm. for for to drive it, but now he's just he looks at the pedals and then he almost looks at us and rolls his eyes and he's like, <sighs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just like, this this is the perfect cap for this scene because so much good stuff happens. And, and we we do find out later because later the cop car pulls up when he's going to when when he uh, has his confrontation with Watson, the cop car pulls up. They they Watson's going to kill Rory, and they stop because of the they see the cop car, and uh, the door opens and we see a person's leg come out, and then it falls on the ground because the leprechaun had ripped off the cop's leg. We find <laughs> out how he was able to drive the fucking car. <laughs> uh. So good attention to detail in a stupid fucking movie. That's what I mean. That's why I have a lot of fun with this one. This showed people actually fucking thought mm-hmm. on the script. Oh, my next good. Yeah, we're get we got we finally got there. The phone call in the alley. Because <laughs> when Watson is a the leprechaun is trying to threaten Watson, and then he Watson gets a call on his cell phone. <laughs> yes. And then he fucking pulls an archer and he holds his finger up like, yeah, just a sec. Yeah. <laughs> 
and the girls and his girlfriend is just fucking chewing him out. Yeah, she thinks he, he's with another woman. She thinks he's with another woman and everything. No, I'm with the guys. No, not a girl. I'm with the guys. Yeah. And he's like, I, I love you, baby. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, that time he's still got to be a man in front of the boys. And what sells it is just how disgusted the leprechaun looks at him. And he's like, motherfucker, you he really going so to stop this fight to take a phone call? He, yeah, he's got his eyes rolling. And he's it's almost like if he had a watch, he'd be tapping his wrist. I was waiting for him to put his his hands on his hips and stuff like that and start tapping his toe. Like, come on. It was it's again it's it's these jokes work. Because these also also because these actors can sell it. I fucking love it. And it doesn't end there because nope. then Watson's just like, okay, then he lays the leprechaun out with a shot. Mm-hmm. The leprechaun gets up and says, You hit like a lass. Yeah. And then he just keeps taking and then we see a montage of him just uppercutting this fucking fool until yep. he can't fight anymore. Yeah, it's, it's it's the Jason Takes Manhattan. Yep. I was I was thinking it was it was, it was pretty much like it reminded me. I didn't think of Jason Takes Manhattan. I was thinking like Rocky 3 when Rocky's fighting Mr. T and he just lets Mr. T punch him until he gets too fucking tired to hit back. <laughs> and then and then like you know that that's my next good. Then the you know, left so, takes him yeah. out. Mhm. And rips then, his heart out. And then... Oh, yeah, he rips his heart out. I thought he was going to make a joke like, ah, oh, he's a real heartbreaker or something, <laughs> but we didn't get that, sadly. But then the crew guns him down. Mm-hmm. And the, they think he's dead. But then he just springs back to life. What up, ninjas? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the running yes, joke see? is back. This is it how works. you do a running joke. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And then he... <laughs> Then he chases our heroes off, and he's hiding under the fucking car like fucking Chucky in the first yeah. Child's Play, like uh, yeah. coming up thinking, through the fucking floorboards. Yeah, like De Niro in, in Cape Fear. He's he's hiding under the fucking uh, the car as they're driving. And then they finally, like, they use the hoop D to, like, yep. get the hydraulics, knock him mm-hmm. off. And then he rolls on the ground. Then the phone rings again. He picks it up and the fucking lady is yes. asking questions like, where's Watson? Oh, he can't come to the phone right now. Oh, he's busy. What about you? Well, me, I, I got time. I got time to talk. <laughs> you sound cute. Do you work out? You know, how tall are you? Uh, three foot six. Three foot six? Yeah, but I uh, I make up for it in other places, if you know what I mean. What do you look like? Uh, long red hair, you know. And yeah, then something long. click. Hello? Yeah, I, got, I got a good Hello? body. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. I, 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 I got a pretty good body. I'm pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> and only when the size happens, then they're yeah. just like, nope. Hello? 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 <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Oh, the way she tries to trade up on Watson. Doesn't even yeah. know he's dead, but she's fucking done with him. And, that's, and the first thing she does, is she asks what his body's like. And once she, he, she finds out, or she finds out he's only three foot six, she, uh, and he, he's like, but I make up for it. And other places, click. Well, you, you you know that song, Don't Want No Short, Short Man. <laughs> uh, well, that was that was both, that was both my next goods. So I'm going to say I even though it was a short fight, a short battle, I love the fact that the fortune teller was actually a fucking witch. She actually knew magic and her fight with the leprechaun she throws off. She fucking hadoukens him. You know what I mean? <laughs> With a fireball, she 
it's a it's a fun brief fight. It was unexpected because she seems like she's a charlatan. She's the Uncle Morty, you know what I mean? She's scamming everybody because she gets names wrong and this and that. And uh, she kind of hints at it earlier that she's somewhat mystical because Emily put, gives her the gold coin and it burns her hand. But the fact that she actually has magical powers and she's fighting the leprechaun, again, shows the tone of this movie and it's fun. And I like how, you know, she she's telling the guys to run and she's basically saying the leprechaun back off and he's like, away with you, witch. I have no quarrel with you and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, the witches and the leprechauns have been fighting for years. And so it, it's, it's fun, goofy stuff. And I fucking loved it with an asterisk because it's literally only like a 30 second scene. Oh yeah. I got an asterisk on that one too, but it definitely deserves to be in the good. My next good is now this is how you set a leprechaun on fire. Yes. Fuck Vegas. This is how you fucking scorch a lep. God, this when he's in the fucking furnace. Oh, that was such a great scene. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a these women are fighting back. Emily is it's a nice fight scene when he's her. She's struggling against him, and she, and that's what I like. Emily, she's smart because she first coaxes him into following her because she's throwing the gold off the roof into the cement and stuff. So she brings him where she wants him to be, and then when she throws him into the fucking fire and slams it on him. It's so good. And then the way it's shot, as cheap as it is, I mean, if you're looking, you can tell it looks bad. But I think well, for... What of course it looks have, fake because there's like a a 40-foot room yeah. for a 5-foot boiler. Yeah. But it, it, the way it's shot, it still looks good for what it is. And then seeing the way Warwick is reacting to, to being set on fire. Fucking great. Yeah. So what's your next good? Um, I have two more. Um, I'll just spit this one out because it, it, it's real quick, and then I'll do my final one. I like how the leprechaun doesn't rhyme. It got old real quick. I like how he's just shit-talking people, but I mentioned that earlier. My final good is I like how the leprechaun is defeated. I like how he is not, he's literally knocked off the top of the building with his gold, and he falls into the wet cement in the construction site. It's new. We know he's not defeated because we see at the end his hand pops up in the animation. But it's a kind of a cool, slow, air quotes, death or defeat to him. It was kind of, And, again, it was just neat that his gold was his undoing this time. Because he was literally hit with it. And my final good is the, the final end credit. No leprechauns were harmed in the making of this film. I knew you those, would say that. Those featured in this film were handled with care and concern for their safety and well-being. Mm. When people put jokes in credits, I appreciate the effort. Yep, it's going back to, the like I said, the Naked Gun reference, because they did that too. You know, good, fun comedy that works. Yeah, now we'll talk about what didn't work, because now it's time for the bads. Okay, um... Yeah, yeah, we pretty much seem to be praising this, but I do have, I do have a good choke, a uh, good amount of bads. Um, first off, I hated the fucking obnoxious fat girls at the beauty salon. You know, they're loud. They're, in my opinion, not good to look at, and they're just so in your face in an already loud scene. And um, we'll talk about one of them again later because they one of them comes back. It's just. 
it's just an obnoxious scene, and it went on for far too long of Emily getting yelled at by these people, wanting their hair done and stuff like that. Yeah, or like one wants a massage. I didn't know they did massages at hair salons. Mm-hmm. My uh, my bad is the uh, the opening says all the leps went back except one. Well, we've already fucking seen three that died. <laughs> one goes to space in the future. One owns a record label in the hood. So they fucking lied. You could have just mentioned them. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. It makes you wonder, like, because it... It, we've we've said it before. It seems like this is always a different leprechaun. This also kind of negates that and makes it seem like this has been the same leprechaun. But who really knows? By by the sixth movie in this series, continuity has been thrown out the door long, long ago. But I get what you're saying. Now that you bring that up, because I never know, I never even thought of that. Has the child? Uh, I know that Halloween doesn't fucking keep much of its continuity. Oh God, no. Uh. Friday the third uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, kind of. Nightmare on Elm Street's actually very good with its continuity from movie to movie with returning characters. It's actually quite, you know, on par. Very, very good. Yeah. Halloween Friday was atrocious. Like they they had to scrap their timelines twice. Yeah. Uh, we now yeah you know, Halloween is so bad. We now have three universes where Laurie Strode is after Michael Myers. And then there's uh the Friday the Thirteenth. That, did that did that have any continuity or uh, uh the time the timeline is hard to figure out because Friday the thirteenth happens and then Friday the thirteenth part two takes place five years later and then Friday the thirteenth part three and four take place the very next day after part two and it's just easier to not even try to do the timeline way before we get into space. Yeah, with Jason going to space, we don't even know what the hell, like, like the entire world is after Jason at this point, mm-hmm. so, so some horror places manage their continuity good after about six entries, and others, uh, not so much. So is it your bad now? Yeah, because you did the, uh, the opening sequence. Um, my next bad is Rory is such a fucking asshole throughout this entire movie. Yeah, for a secondary protagonist he's just fucking awful i I think he's going to be okay because you know when we see him dealing with watson and and sticky fingers and he doesn't put up with their crap and then he drives by and like hits sticky fingers in the face with a baseball bat while riding his motorcycle i'm like okay maybe i'll like this guy but then we have the you know the barbecue that everyone's having and you know jamie invites rory over and he's rory is apparently the the ex-boyfriend to um to emily and he's just a fucking dick there. He's a fucking dick when they decide how they're going to spend the gold. He's just a piece of shit. And then he's st- I'm, he still gets the girl. He's just a fucking prick from beginning to end. Like, even when Emily falls down into the cave, he you can tell, like, okay, I'll get you a rope. But then, like, 30 seconds later, he doesn't give a shit. He, and we got to follow this guy. You know, and he fucking survives. And it's just... Such an unlikable character in a fun movie. And we don't know, like, I, I thought he was hooking up with Emily. Turn, I guess he was hooking up with Tammy or whatever. Yeah, because he had, he had a mistress. His mistress was a chick with the golden tooth, and he brought her to the party just to make Emily, just to make Emily uh, jealous. We had already seen him banging this mistress, and then he's still putting the moves on Emily by the end of the movie. And conv- he, he's just, he, he is a psychopath. 
plain and simple. My next bet is Father Jacob battling with the lep and using Clover's Prowler properly. Then the cheap-ass T-1000 blood pool yeah. on the sand as he dies. Yeah. This is, like, you took a great scene and made it fucking cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been better if he died just no blood at all. It was, it was just, like, a, a, a bad idea. You know, they, yeah, they, pour, some, pour some ketchup on his chest and call it a fucking day. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. So what's your next bad? My next bad is, I... I know the uh, Rory's Rory's side hoe, I guess we would call her. Um, she's uh, such an unlikable character. We know she's supposed to be because she's also kind of messing around, you know, fucking around with Emily at the party. But the fact that just makes her me think she's so fucking stupid. Instead of buying a car or this and that, I hate the fact that she just decides to get a gold cap for her tooth with a, with her gold coin. That's all she does. It's just a waste of fucking gold. It leads to a great death, but I just thought it was a dumb fucking decision, a dumb idea in the script, and just another reason for me to roll my eyes at this woman. Yeah. Also, how much gold just stayed at the bottom of that guy's smelter? Right. Like, that guy must have kept half the fucking gold, because a gold coin is pretty fucking big, Mm -hmm. and her tooth, not that big. No. My next bad, when the leprechaun rises after his gold has been taken, mm-hmm. it's just his defeat in reverse. Yeah. Fucking cheap. Yeah, I noticed that too. Because the, the, the demon hands are the, you can notice are the fucking same. Like the way they move. It almost like the demon hands are like pushing him out of hell. Like, oh, you stink. Get out of here. Uh. <laughs> we don't want you anymore. You farted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Okay, um, my next uh, my next bad is the return of the fat annoying customer, and her death scene. Now I praised Warwick earlier, where he the the guy is giving his best, but I hate this woman so much. She's supposedly getting a full body massage from Emily. Emily is protesting because it's like her last day on the job. Blah blah blah. So instead, instead, of course, she has to throw in a beached whale joke. Yeah, and um. Uh, the leprechaun goes in and he starts massaging her shoulders. And, of course, she is loud and obnoxious, saying how, how good it feels. The director decides to always have cl- uncomfortable close-ups on her face when she's moaning. And then Warwick, or the leprechaun, decides to take off his shoes. And it's interesting seeing his feet for the first time, like we said in the, in the trivia. And he's doing like that, uh, that Asian massage, you know, where they walk on your back and try to crack it and loosen the muscles. And she's screaming how good it is. And, again close-ups of her face and then he lightly strangles her and snaps her neck you know it's already an obnoxious scene and then you know the the, yeah. the, the capper is a really really fucking lame death and we're th- back to we're back to miss fontaine yeah with him choking out a neck far bigger than his hand yes. is capable of yeah and he and and what really sucks is like the sound effect for her neck it's not a you know, like, you know, like lots of times for horror movies, you'll like take a celery stalk and snap it. That's how they do a lot of broken neck uh, sound effects. But this one was just so light. This was just a kink, you know, very disappointing. Yeah, like, and that's it. Yeah. Obnoxious and disappointing. Yeah, my next, uh, 
My next bad is the house party music. Because I know a ripoff of it's getting hot in here when I hear it. <laughs> I didn't notice, but I guess when I rewatch this, I'll, I'll pay attention. But eh. yeah, when they're in the house party, the music is like ding 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 It's like I know a ripoff of it's getting hot in here. Gotta find a way to get past those copyrights or you know, or else they'd have to pay somebody. Yeah, this is this is the knockoff discount bargain bin cop ripoff of hot in here. They found this they probably found it free on YouTube, you know? It's it this this one's called Hot and Her. <laughs> so yeah, that's my next bad. Like like e- either play the fucking original track or not. Like don't don't tease me. Because that's a good song. So what's your next bad? Okay, my next bad is there's a scene where the leprechaun is chasing Lisa and he breaks through. I think she's hiding in the bathroom. And he breaks through the bathroom door. And again, we're praising how these women are fighting back. Even the mistress pulls a fucking shotgun out on him. And she gets smart. She takes a can of hairspray and a lighter and she does, she, she makes a, her own like homemade uh, flamethrower. But the fire effect is so goddamn awful. Oh, it's why laughable. couldn't they... Why couldn't they just do the fucking thing? Right. You've got a can of hairspray and a match. Why not just use the hairspray and the match? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really, really fucking bad and noticeable. Oh, it's so fucking fake. My next uh my next bad is the Lep kills the smoking dude. Okay. But doesn't take his gold coin. He didn't, did he? No. What the fuck? You never see him grab his gold coin, I don't think, in any of these deaths. I don't think he took it from the lady with the tooth. Oh, no, he took her tooth, so that's, that counts. Yeah. So this guy, at the party, he stabs him with the bung, the guy drops the gold coin, and then he just walks out the door and closes it. Thanks for the smoke. Mm-hmm. When the hell does a leprechaun leave his gold coin? That's kind of his fucking thing. Yeah. I never noticed that. Damn. That makes sense. Um, my next bad, I, I'll read it how I wrote it. The one-legged cop in an ass-kicking contest. <laughs> I I didn't mind the fact that the, the leprechaun, you know, killed the, killed the cop. The fact is, I think, what is it? I don't know. He didn't leprechaun, notice. Yeah. The leprechaun rips the cop's leg off. And it's one of those ha-ha, he-he reveals where the, the cop tries to walk and he slowly looks down into a bad special effect of his leg being missing, and then we see the lep um, holding on to it. But it's not just that. The cop isn't dead. He doesn't fall over. The motherfucker literally tries to hop on one foot to get to the leprechaun. Give it back. (laughs) Yeah. There's good comedy that we've already praised in this movie, and then there's this scene. This is it. This is a scene trying to be Looney Tunes, and it fucking fails. Uh, a quick bad is the lep screaming after the tree scene when he's walking. It is clearly bad ADR. Yeah. And my next actual bad is how did the psychic lose the battle? She's got all this amazing power. Yep. The leprechaun is like, he's uninvited. He should be at a severe disadvantage. At least he should have got, should have gotten blown out of the window. Mm-hmm. We don't even see how she loses. Like, yeah. 
Why would she start? She's she seems like she should be smart. Why mm. is she starting a fight she can't lose? The leprechaun yeah. gave her an out. If she's going to take the fight, she should be able to do some like lasting damage onto this guy. It, it was like, let's have a spectacle and then have it mean nothing. Yeah, like I said, I, I praised it in the goods, but I had that asterisk. It's just, she gets some good shots in, but we don't really get to see what happens next. It's literally maybe 30 seconds. You know, it's 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 great foreplay, but then two pump chump type of thing at the end. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I figured the only reason it was even put in there is because the the special effects artist was just like, Okay, check it out. I figured out a nice cheap way to get like a a, a Dragon Ball Kamehameha thing. Mm-hmm. Check this. And then he shows like a quick demo reel of him and like some some artificial wind and debris flying around. And he's like, mm-hmm. so listen, I can do this. I can do this for you twice. And the guy is like, well, I don't know where to put it. He goes like, you don't need a reason to put it. Just put it in there. <laughs> Just do it. I need to show off my reel. <laughs> I'm I'm doing this movie basically for credit. College credit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an intern, okay? So fucking do something that I can showcase my talent, otherwise I'm gonna get an F. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my next that's my uh all, my second last bad. Okay. I have I have two left. One's very one's very, very brief. We have already we praised that whole sequence. Of either we called it either the Jason takes Manhattan or Rocky three fight, but Jason takes Rocky. Jason takes Rocky takes Manhattan. <laughs> um, in the brief clips we see of the Leprechaun constantly getting punched and falling into the trash, there is one shot of the stunt double, and you can see it's a full fledged adult in a Leprechaun outfit falling backwards into the garbage. <laughs> They couldn't even get another short person. Get, yeah, they couldn't even get a stunt dwarf. And they they do exist. You know, I there are little people who work for the for for stunt work. Yeah, well, and, wasn't Lyndon Porco one of them? I think he was. And well and, and then again, you know, we the guy who played Howard the Duck and Chucky in like the the full body scenes in the first child's play, he was a stunt actor. He's still working. It's just you can find a little person. Yeah, Lyndon Porco was definitely a body double because he was one of the, uh, he was one of the, uh, the body doubles for uh, that fucking Wayne Brothers movies where one of them was a baby, little man. Lyndon was the body. Yeah, well, it, it works, but it's just, it's it was just so laughable because I think it's the first one you see with him falling into the garbage. So maybe like okay. That was noticeable, but we don't have we don't have enough money to reshoot. So let's just get let's get Warwick back in there, buddy. You just take the hits. Right at the very least, at least get bigger garbage. Yeah. Oh. That, that that's just a nitpick in a good scene, but it's okay. still noticeable and needs to be fucking brought up. It does. So what's your actual last bad? Okay, my actual last bad is I kind of alluded to it when I was shit talking Rory. <sighs> I talked about how much we Emily's a, a good character, strong woman, smart, takes care of herself. She fucking goes back to Rory at the end of the goddamn movie. This yeah, man, learn your better to them. Yeah, she, she's. We don't know why they broke up. I'm. A, I'm just assuming he either cheated on her, beat her, something like that, because he's a piece of trash. 
he's constantly berating her and he's so mean to her during this even when the leprechaun's fucking chasing them he's still a piece of shit he is you know he's bringing his hoe to the the, the party just to make her jealous and then by the end of the fucking movie she's kissing him when you know they're celebrating you know jamie's playing basketball it's a happy scene with jamie you know because he got stabbed through the leg with a with a, a baseball bat for a that guy that had his a- fucking leg broken yeah, I should have put that he's on the scene. He's pretty good on his feet. Yeah, I should have put that on the goods because when he stands up to the leprechaun, that's kind of a cool scene. So it's happy, everyone's happy, and she's fucking kissing Rory, this piece of shit. And then the movie ends with her hugging him on the motorcycle as they drive away into the sunlight. Fuck off. You it would have made this better. smart, strong character, and she falls for the fucking asshole again. It would have made better sense if she fucking hooked up with, uh, with Jamie. Yeah. But you know what? He's he's just too fat and stupid to get a pretty girlfriend. Exactly. Well, Lisa was pretty too. She was, but she was disposable. Yeah. That that's my that's my last bad because I that just that literally fucking pissed me off. I yeah. fucking hated that. One oh, I forgot to put this as a good. Jamie's persistence trying to hook up with uh what's her name? Lisa. Lisa, yeah. The way he's just like Hey, you want to do something on Friday? And then she gives him a whole bunch of reasons why she won't go out with him. And then he goes, so what about Saturday? I know. And, and he, you could tell he really cared for it because when they walked in on her dead body, he, he it's not overly dramatic. You see him in the background kind of grabbing his head. This is this is like Screech after Lisa Turtle in Saved by the Bell, but done right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that, that was a good relationship. But bad relationship is Emily and, and Rory. Fuck that. I, I hated it. Yeah, and my final bad, the idea, like, we talked about how good the Clovers were being his weakness, except the, this Glock, one, has too many bullets, two, jams up way too fucking much, three, it's not even a weakness, it's the only time when you see, like, his <laughs> energy orbs start floating out of him, <laughs> yeah. and then he just sucks them back in, and he's fucking fine it's like sonic with his rings yeah he he just collects his energy orbs and his and he gets his health back like how how are these clovers even a fucking weakness he's not spitting out the bullets the clovers are still in him if they're his weakness then you know have him constantly leaking energy from this and have (laughs) the bullets accumulate until finally the final bullet Hits his head, and then a big bath of light shoots up to the sky, and all the energy orbs spill out, and then he's fucking dead. Like, is this even a weakness? Because it's just, oh yeah, just one more, and then he sucks them all in. The yeah. bullets are still fucking in him. That makes sense. Um, the, the the gun jamming thing, I'm okay with that, because Jamie was giving him shit earlier. He's like, man, why you, not, you, need, why you got a Glock? You know, they jam all the time. But I never thought about the fact that the clovers are still inside his body. I think maybe I was having too much fun with <laughs> with the energy orbs yeah. floating around. Yeah, like he gets shot and then he starts like glowing up and I'm just like, the fuck, is he about to turn super leprechaun? <laughs> yeah, Super Shredder did it better. Yeah, so, I mean, if, if he's got the health just floating out of him to the stars, and he, only, he doesn't suck up all of it, just the stuff that's like come, leaving him at the time. Mm-hmm. So he should be overall getting weaker if he's losing his essence. Yeah, and he's he's begging like he he's probably you know trying to trick him, but he's also begging for help and stuff like that. Please don't do that. 
So, but. And then he shoots him later, several times. So he is accumulating more clovers in his body. Mm. It just doesn't make any fucking sense that they don't kill him. And yet the gold, how does he not teleport out of the cement? It's true. They had a chance to destroy his body. They didn't. And it should have been like his body is damaged from the fire, which it kind of is. But then the final the final clover bullet in the head does it. And then he explodes in light. And then that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That is one thing that was kind of, I forgot to put in the goods. Like after he's burnt up, you know, and then he comes back to attack Emily again, his makeup is darker. Like he's, it looks like he's covered in ash. Yeah, so he should be getting weaker and weaker mm-hmm. with the more clovers in him. It just doesn't... How is it a weakness if it doesn't kill him? True. It, it only temporarily hurts him? That's 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 not a weakness. That's just, you know, pain. An annoyance. So... Ugh. I got a what the fuck. How about you? No, sir. Go ahead. My, my what the fuck. Why did the psychic try to melt the gold? Or, like, she just holds the coin and it just, like, burns up in her hand. Was she trying to melt it? Or, like, what the fuck? Because when she shows up later, she says, Oh, you took the gold, didn't you? You gave in to temptation. Like, the vision of her grabbing the gold didn't happen. (laughs) Did it fucking happen or not? Was Emily just imagining that? What happened if that hood gypsy... Grab my coin. Would it probably burn her hand like a vampire with a with a with a blessed artifact? <laughs> Did it fucking happen or not? Uh, I don't know. I wish I had an answer for you, buddy. Uh, so now we'll take it to the kill of the week. <laughs> oh man, we we. Unlike last time, we have got so many selections. Mm-hmm. We've got Watson getting his heart ripped out. Uh, we've got the uh, Lisa getting the uh, the whole shining moment. Yep. With the leprechaun coming through the door. Mm-hmm. But, and then the leprechaun maybe, who doesn't die, so we can't do him. Right. Uh, we can't do the barbershop. I'd have to say my kill was the cops. Like, Bo Billingsley, like, tries clubbing him. Mm-hmm. Then he gets stabbed with his own billy club. And then the karate cop, who actually gets a few shots and kicks into him, unlike Art from Vegas. Mm-hmm. When this guy pulls the kung fu on him, he actually gets it. And it's not just the kill where the cop's like, oh, give that back. And then he does a hop and and falls down. It's the entire scene because he runs into the cruiser afterwards to kill them. They fight him off. Again, great struggles. Mm -hmm. And then he tries to steal the cruiser. And he sees his feet can't make the pedal. And then he Mm -hmm. rolls his eyes. Yeah. So it was not just a kill, but everything around it just made it an excellent scene. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you with my pick because I'm going with Watson. I I loved, again, you know, I'll, I'll kind of steal from you. For like, the, the same reason, because yeah, it's not just a kill, it's the entire scene. Exactly, that's what I was going to say is, I love the whole, you know, making him punch himself out, the leprechaun saying he hits like a lass, and this and that, and then finally, the one blow the leprechaun 
does, he punches through his chest and rips out an oversized heart. It's like a fucking cow heart. Exactly. Obviously, I'm, I don't know if that was on purpose, if that's all they, can find, they could find at the joke shop that day, but I just thought that was a good death to, you know, to cap off a really, really good scene. And then we also got the chase scene afterwards. It's, it's just a great 10 minutes from beginning to end, but that's why I'm going with Watson's death, because of the scene itself and then what happens afterwards. Now we'll take it to the rating. And I'm going to give this four hefty bags of weed out of five. <laughs> it's a cheap but decent ending to the series for a decade at least. Yeah. Its biggest flaw for me was that it went for like the safe jokes rather than going like full wacky slapstick like Vegas mm-hmm. did. Uh, the main characters were like, seemed mostly to be like cookie cutter black characters, like people on the wrong side of the law trying to scrape by and get out of the hood with varying degrees of success. Like, it, it, at times it felt like I was watching Boys in the Hood mm-hmm. and then a leprechaun would show up and remind me this is a horror and a comedy. <laughs> but damn, the fight scenes were really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And when it remembered it was a comedy, it fucking did it. Yep. it, it it's what I would have liked to have seen in Vegas. Every fight was fun and that just bumps it up a whole point. Uh, despite like the characters which seemed a little flat or you know too stock Mm -hmm. and the cgi scenery yeah because like there's a scene where the lep walks up or he's not even walking up he's just standing and we see it pan from you know miss cleo to the construction yard (laughs) the construction site in the back of the tenement Uh and for sometimes it looks like a set this time it was clearly just, you know, a picture that was scanned through a fucking computer. And I, I could tell, okay, I fucking caught that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there, there are some green screen. Like when, they're, when he's underneath the car, there is some noticeable green screen. Uh, my rating is, I, I told you, I really had a blast with this movie. Uh, Warwick is back to his goofy form. He's great. The leprechaun is menacing. The fight scenes, like you said, are great. The jokes fucking work. Other than like my hey, give you know my dislike for the one-legged cop. Um, you know the obnoxious characters in the beauty salon. Thank God, you know it's very brief. Even though Rory is a fucking asshole, I still have a blast with this movie. I'm giving it four witch hadoukens out of five. <laughs> I and and. I and like I've said before, I don't know if it was because we I usually watch this after the fifth one. I don't think so. There is so much good in this movie, so much fun in this movie. This should have been the only hood movie in this series. Yeah. Because it's the the, the original hood movie sticks out what what's the cliche like a sore thumb. This one is fucking fun. You may hate Jamie. I thought he was fun because the way the actor plays, how goofy and dumb this character is. Um, Emily is great for the most part until the end. Lisa is fun. You know, it's, it's good to follow these characters around. And uh, that's it. You know, it, it knows the tone. Absolutely. This was, this was a Leprechaun movie that pretty much figured itself out and mm-hmm. knew what it wanted to be. And it did it. Yep. Thank you, Lionsgate. 
yep, you did a good job with the uh, with the franchise, even though it's it seems like you still killed it for yeah. a decade. I don't know why it got such bad ratings. I had such a good time with this. I don't get that either, man. Like the fact, like I said, we, we Leprechaun in the Hood deserves to be trashed again in this in this recording. How that piece of shit is re, is constantly said either by Rotten Tomatoes or Now Playing or any other podcast. I, I posted on Twitter that I was watching this movie, Leprechaun Back to the Hood. So many people said the original one was better. I don't fucking get it. I don't get how people, I mean, it's all subjective, apples and oranges, but I don't fucking get how so many people enjoy the original Hood movie over this one. Ice-T's Magic Afro wasn't that great. No, and, and the Looney Tunes scene in the attic was good, but not a saving grace. No, we had a lot of good Looney Tunes in this that worked. Yeah. Already overshadowed last week's garbage. Absolutely. Well, you know, we weren't the only ones that thought this movie was worth a uh, a peek. We also got one of our agents in the field to get a production meeting because, you know, it turns out Rob Spira was actually signed up to continue this uh, this franchise. And, uh, well, he didn't, but it didn't say why. They just said, like, oh, negative reaction and all that. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it turns out uh, it was a slightly different story of uh, studio meddling that led to his uh, sudden departure and replacement by Stephen Ali Baba. so without further ado we bring you to another and a glorious return to it came from the cutting room floor hey mike come in hey rob how's it going well as you know we got the rights to the leprechaun series and your name was the first on our list so what locations do you have for the Leprechaun to visit? Okay. I got two ideas in mind, so you got some variety. Venice Beach or Spring Break? That's two of the same. Yeah, but so are boobs and no one ever complains. Hmm, true. Say, how about this script I see here? Leprechaun in the Hood. That sounds good. We need to get the urban market. I already did that. Are you sure? Yeah. I was there. Did it get the urban market? Not really. Well, then we need to do it again. We need to get actual rappers in it, but no rapping. All right? People people seem to hate that. So we got to make it like, you know, Juice, Do the Right Thing, Boys in the Hood, CB4, 8 Mile. Those didn't have any raps in it. How does the leprechaun fit into this? He can be a metaphor of systemic racism, colonialism, white greed, manifest destiny, whatever. Uh, no. You know, I'd do anything for Lep, but I won't do that. Okay, well. Well, time to uh, pick a name out of the old hat of film school graduates that will work for peanuts. Well, not the honey-roasted shit. We don't have the budget for actual talent. And there you have it. And look where we're at now. Thank God that happened. Although I am still very interested on uh, the for Leprechaun Take Spring Break. Oh, yeah, that would have been, like... Uh, leprechaun double D's. <laughs> that their piranha sequel. Their piranha sequel. Hey, it, hey, bring back Gary Busey. Why not? 
you know, like Leprechaun, Tits Ahoy. <laughs> Gary Busey's already been the ginger dead man. Why not have him have a crossover with the Leprechaun on spring break? Yeah, he'll, well, just have him surrounded by a bunch of topless women and like some of the maybe zombie fly girls later on. <laughs> oh, they God. kill they kill Gary Busey. So you get a bit of everything. You get tits and you get a dead Gary Busey. Hooray, everyone happy. He'll just be looking at the camera with that weird horse face of his and <laughs> just like tits all over the place. And ah, ah, I guess I'm going to have some fun. And then he gets killed. And then there you go. How did I get here? You know what? You could have called that movie. Leprechaun 7, Menace Beach. Ah, look at you. That was good. Yeah, I mean, fuck. Hey, Lionsgate, hit me up. (laughs) Please. I'll save your franchise. Okay, so, well, we're going to be getting back to regular random movies for the month of April. And, uh, but for Easter, we've got a a special guest joining us. For Critters 2. Yep, I am very happy to be a part of your Easter episode, Mike. Very excited. That's going to be fun. I just have to figure out what the hell I'm going to finish April with. But I guess that's probably not your problem. You've done done your time. I've done my time before this, and man, after fucking last week, I've done double time. But I will say this. The March of the Leprechauns was 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 fun overall, more so last year. But I am glad to say we ended, and this is Jesus fucking Christ. I knew what I was just gonna say. This is totally unintended with this pun, since it's back to the hood. We ended on a high note, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I'm glad we ended with this movie, because you know, I, I had a lot of fun talking and rewatching this one. And I'm happy we don't have to do any more marches either. Yep, no more leprechauns. At least until another one comes out. And that way we don't have to watch four in a month. Just one. Yep. Okay, but until next time, I'm Mike. And I'm Eric. And thank you for joining us for the March of the Leprechaun on the Graveyard Shift. The Graveyard Shift is a Strange Biscuits production. Visit our website at strangebiscuits.com slash graveyardshift to hear all of our previous episodes. Subscribe to us, rate, and review us on CastBox, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and Spotify. And don't forget to check out our Instagram at The Graveyard Shift Pod, as well as our Facebook at The Graveyard Shift Pod. Our Twitter is GS underscore Horror Pod. And if you wish to support the show financially, visit us at patreon.com slash graveyard. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the show and get bonus content. The theme for The Graveyard Shift is As Brutal As It Ever Was by Technoaxe. Visit their website at technoaxe.com and their YouTube channel for more royalty-free music. Thank you for listening, and as always, stay spooky. (laughs) Smoke cloves every day.